We are in a series called Prayer, and I want to read to you here a statement that we're going to read every single time. Thank you. And, and we're going to, we're going to, we want to get it going in, in our minds and, and kind of let this become part of us, something we know about prayer. Here we go. You can open up your handouts if you want, and this will, that'll help you follow along. There is nothing more important, more fulfilling, or more life-altering than prayer. There's ap- absolutely nothing greater than prayer. Prayer is a natural human instinct given to us by God who breathed his breath or spirit into man. That's when he made Adam and Eve. Now, here's an interesting note. 30% of you know, professing atheists will admit that sometimes they try to pray to God. At the very least, now, I'm not saying anybody in here is an atheist, but just kind of think about this for a minute. Even some of us in here today, that prayer is not really a big part of your life. You don't really ever talk to God. I bet you there's been a time in your life when you're like, God, if you're up there, please help me with this. You know, I mean, at the very least, almost everybody in here has done that. So, it, and, and I, I say that to, to say again, it's a natural human instinct that God put in us. Now, prayer is a conversation with God. I know a lot of times we think that prayer is, well, I'm going to say this, I'm going to bow my head and close my eyes, and now I lay me down to sleep. And, and that's okay. But prayer goes way further than that, and, and it's actually a conversation between me or between you and God. And it's, what prayer is, is it's interacting with God. Just like you would interact with somebody that you can you know, sit in front of and talk to, that, that's what prayer is. And if that's true, I mean, I'm saying it's true, I mean, so let's just pretend that that's true. Um, by the way, it, it is true. Um, it makes me personally ask a couple questions. When I think about this, two questions come to mind, and this is how my mind works. The first one is this. With all my faults and um, all my stubbornness, um, all of my mistakes, all of the, the things that I did and thought that were wrong, and I knew that, and I did them anyway, with all of those things that you know, have, I've had in my life, does God um, really uh, want to interact with me? Can I really interact with a God who is holy and you know, never done anything wrong, and he wrote the Bible? I mean, does God really want to interact with a person like me? Now, maybe, maybe you've thought that before. That's the one question. Then the next question is this. What is one simple way that I can interact with God? I mean, if he wants to interact with me, what is one simple way that that, that can happen? Because I don't really know. I need something to latch on to. Now, the, the type of person, this I'm talking about me, that I am, I need something that you can let me grab hold of. You can give me theory and you can give me, you know, 45 steps and you can make something really complicated, but I ain't going to do that more than a week. But if you give me something that I can grab hold of that's simple, I can, I can do that. I can do simple. And so those, those are the two questions I've asked. Does God really want to interact with me and, and what's the simple way I can do it? Now, I think I have the answers to these questions. And, and here's where I've, where I've come, got these answers from. One was from experience, and the other was from a, a collection of, of historical documents that we call the Bible. All right, so, so let, let's go over those two questions. The first one, I'm going to restate it for you. Can I, 
can I, as faulty as I am, can I interact with God? Well, um, personally, I, I remember coming to a place in my life where um, I had to deal with reality. You know, most of us in here, for the most part, or at least some part of our life, we would say, oh, I'm a good person, right? I mean, you know, I've done some wrong things. I've messed up, you know, but I'm, I'm, a, good, I'm, I'm a good person. And a lot of us have thought that, at the, and many of us have said that about somebody else. Well, you know, I had to get really, really um, honest and say, hmm, I'm not so sure I'm a good person. You know, I, if I really think back, you know, I, I'm not part of ISIS, you know, I'm not, I'm not a terrorist, and I'm, I'm not out robbing banks, and I'm not, I'm not doing a lot of things that society would frown upon and I go to jail for, but does, I'm still, even though I haven't done those things, I'm not so sure I'm a, a good person. I had to get really honest and realize, you know, I think I've possibly, probably, yeah, I think I've manipulated people in my life. Hmm. Um, I realized that I've probably hurt people, and then, you know, yeah, I think I'd, Dang it, I did. I, I've hurt people. Um, I've been so, I know I, I'm the only one in here that's done this, right? I, I've been selfish. Um, I was trying to joke. Y'all, right? <laughs> Thanks a lot. Yeah, I'm the only one that's been selfish. Um, I've been selfish. And I felt really horrible. But I had to get to the place where I would, you know, admitted those things. I'm really not. I, I'm really not a good person. I don't like to think of that. And uh, I started feeling like I don't really deserve for God to be good to me, much less really want to talk to me. I mean, it's like when you do something wrong or you realize these things about yourself, what's the, what's the one place most likely you're not interested in going? To church, right? Yeah, I ain't going to church. I've been bad. If I, if I go to church, the walls are going to catch on fire, you know? So that's that. Does God really want to interact with me? Well, I, I was there, and so I decided, oh, oh, and by the way, I had those thoughts and, and, and those things going, and that reality hitting me as, you know, I've been, I've been the, uh, in vocational ministry for 20-something years now, so it was during that 20-something years. So, I, you know, they can have, any of us can, can go through this, and I remember getting to the place where, like, God, okay, look, this is, this is what I've done. I thought I was a good person. I thought I was doing right things, but this is really, I mean, really honestly, this is where I went. Do you really want to interact with somebody like me? And God, please forgive me for that. I, you know, I'm so sorry for that. I don't want to do it. And guess what happened? Um, it, it's, an, it's an amazing thing. I really felt like an experience, God interacting with me and saying, yep, you know, I forgive you for those things. And I do want to interact with you. I'm like, um, because I was, you know, ready to just, well, you know, I'm not good enough, so why why even try? Let me just give up and do something different and just, you know, convince myself I'm a good person again and live in a lie. But no, when I came to God and said, God, I really need your help. He interacted with me and let me know and reminded me he does. So somebody like me, God wants to interact with. Now, I've actually, you know, since then, I've found actually in the Bible why this was even possible. 
How, how, why, how is it possible for me to have these flaws and these mistakes and still begin to have a, an, an, a relationship and communicate and interact with God? Why, how is that possible? Well, then I find it. And, and so let me set this up for you. In, in centuries past, you know, if, if we go back several, several centuries, even like more than 20 back, well, you, you'll find that people, and, and, and if it's true, by the way, that there's a, something inside of us in human nature that wants to connect with God, you know, wants to pray. It's just a natural thing that we do, even if we don't know. We've never read the Bible or been to church in our life. There's something in us. Um, so if you keep that in mind, and we go back all of those years, people uh, would build temples. Okay, so, so here's the way things were. If you, if you were a person that was a part of the Jewish culture, or, and they do, they've done this in other cultures to what we would consider false gods that aren't real. But, but what they do is this. They, they build temples to go meet with either the, um, uh, the, the minister or the, or the preacher or the priest or, or, or meet with God. And so the, the reason they did that was this. If you go back all those years, let, let's say we take a look in the Bible and the history that the Bible kind of talks about. Take a look back in there, and you find out that people didn't really go talk to God themselves that much. The way it worked was you would go to a temple and talk to the priest and hear and ask him the questions that you had for God, or let him tell you what God was saying. And that's the way it, that's the way it really worked for most of the people. And, and then, again, if it was a different religion, well, they would go there and they would pray and they would talk to whoever they were trying to talk to. And, and that's because there, there's a gap. There is a gap between people and God and the temple and the priest in the temple kind of filled that gap. All right? And, and that's, that's really the way things used to be. Uh, they're actually still that way for some people today, but they don't have to be. Um, now, a, a few years later, you know, probably... You know, on December 25th of the year zero, that's not actually true. Um, don't know exactly the dates, but Jesus was born. And, and he was alive on earth for about 33 years. And um, he, he did something very, uh, very important. He, he took the place of, or he actually expanded the place and took the place of the, um, the, the temple and the priests, so, so just kind of try to visualize with me, hang with me for one second. If used to, if I wanted to talk to God, I had to go to the, the temple and talk to the priest and ask him what God said. When Jesus came and he, he said, I'm gonna take that place, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fix this. And, and it, he did it by dying for us and being a sacrifice for all those sins and all those faults and all those things we did wrong on purpose. Uh, he decided I'm gonna take care of that. And, and so... So, so he, he did that, and now you and I, we, we, can, we don't have to go to a temple to talk to God, interact with God. You, do, you don't even have to go to a priest to interact with God. You don't have to come to me or Ed or, or some other person you might think is a minister um, and talk to, to hear what God wants to say. You don't have to do that. And I'm not trying to talk myself out of a job here. Okay, but I, I'm just telling you that you can interact with God, and the reason you can do that is because of Jesus. Now, but most likely, a lot of us, at some point, we feel like there's that gap. I mean, I felt the gap. 
Well, I want to show you something. Here in this, uh, this is out of the Bible in Hebrews chapter 10. It's an excerpt in a letter that was written to the Jewish people that had to go, you know, they, they were still learning that they didn't have to go to the temple anymore to actually hear from God. So here, here's what this, let, let's read it. And so, dear brothers and sisters, we can boldly enter into heaven's, I'm sorry, boldly enter heaven's most holy place because of the blood of Jesus. Jesus came. And he died, and he said, I'm going to pay. I'm going to be the sacrifice, because they used to have to make sacrifices and all this crazy stuff. I'm going to take care of that once and for all. By his death, Jesus opened a new and life-giving way through the curtain into the most holy place. Okay. In the temple, the tabernacle that God set up, there was this big, giant curtain that only the priest could go in and be in God's presence. Again, there was this gap, and it was only the priest. And, and, he had, and, and if you or I, like regular people, like me and you, tried to walk in there, we would have fallen over dead because we're faulty and sinful, and, and we have all those things. Well, even, and some of the priests fell over dead, um, and they had a little rope tied to them, and they had to pull them out. Um, it's true. You can look that up. Well, Jesus came, and, and when Jesus died on the cross, if you look back and you see the, the, the records in the Bible, that, that big old giant curtain that separated people from God tore in half. And um, that, that's an amazing thing. The, the, the gap was gone. Let's keep reading. And since we have a great high priest, that's Jesus replacing, taking the place of the, the priest now. Since we have a great high priest who rules over God's house, let us, that's includes me and you. It was written to the Jewish people later on in the Bible. Or, well, you, you keep reading, I'm sorry, you keep reading and you find out that even though my mom and dad didn't come from Israel, um, I get to be part of God's family just like anybody else can be part of God's family if all we gotta do is ask. And I've asked, by the way. So um, this includes me and it can include you. Let us go right into the presence of God. Do you see what this means? God wants to interact with you. I can go and talk to God, like the, the God who made the universe, the one who that, that made you with a super great plan for your life, um, the one that made a super great plan for, I can talk to God. And guess what? You can do the same. I can interact with God. You can have the same or maybe even a better experience than I did when, hey, I've messed up and does God really want to talk to me? You can have that and really interact with him. This is amazing. This is amazing. You don't have to beat yourself with chains on your back to prove that, you know, to make God happy so that you can talk to him. You don't have to be perfect to talk to God. You don't have to not have had a negative thought this last week to be able to talk to God. You don't have to have not lied to your parents to talk to God. You can still talk to him. He might tell you don't lie to your parents. But you can talk to God. And he, it goes on, let us go right into the presence of God with sincere hearts, fully trusting him. So the question is, please, I, I know you folks are smart, and I think you're going to have the answer to this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway, just in case, in case some of you were sleeping and you didn't drink coffee when you got here. Can you, can I interact with God? What is the answer for me? Yes, yes we can. Y'all got 100, all right? So you made an A today. So that, that, that's the first question. 
Can I? Yes, I can. Here's why. Jesus made it possible. Question number two. What's at least one way I can really pray, or, and, and by prayer we mean interact with God? Here's what my experience on that is. I've kind of told you, but let me, let me try to make it a little bit even more simple. Genuinely look for God to interact with you. Think about something. If you have children, or, or even if you don't, maybe you don't have kids, but there's some little kid that you love. First, however, you love this little child, and they are like, hey, can you uh, answer a question for me? Or, or this little kid says, hey, I wanna, I wanna spend a little time with you because you know things I don't know. Um, the, the, the little kid says, hey, I, I need to hang out with you um, uh, because I like you. How many of you in here would be like, get away from me, kid? You wouldn't do it. What would you do? Dude, this kid, yeah, what do you need? Especially if it's your own, because you'd be like, what? You want to talk to me? <laughs> um, hey, my, my son is eyeballing me right now for saying that, but I'm just kidding. Um, you would reach out to that child, and you would want to interact with them because they're genuinely looking for something that you know you have, something you know you can give, you know you can help them. God is the same way, but even more so with you and me. If you or I will genuinely say, God, I need some help here. I, need to, I want to talk to you because you have things I don't have. I want to get to know who you are. I want to hang out with you. God's going to be like, finally, come on. And you might say, but God, I did this. He's like, I don't I know. I don't care. I know you did that. I was watching. I was the one telling you not to do it, and you did it anyway, but that's okay. Come hang out. Let's interact. Let me, let me help you. God wants to do that for everybody in here. Now, I know you, you, you may not believe me, but I mean, it's, if God would do it for me, he would do it for you. And I want to take this one a little bit further to give you something to put your hands on. All right? To go a little further with that, if I genuinely want to interact with God, He wants to interact with me. But let me even go further and say, give you a, um, a like a hands on, I don't want to say assignment. I'm not, it's not an assignment, it's a hands on uh, experiment. It'd be this um, Ask God to interact with you while you read the Bible. Now, I'm not saying you got to read the whole Bible this week, okay? That's not what I mean. I mean, just like even a verse, and, and it can, you know, I, I mean, it could be as simple as you want. I mean, you could do, but some of us have done when we didn't really know the answer, you're like, okay, I'm going to read that verse right there that my finger was on, okay? <laughs> All right? Some of you have done that. <laughs> Y'all are the ones that are laughing. I <laughs> say. Okay. I mean, but, I mean, you can just, God, will you interact with me, talk to me while I read the Bible? The Bible, which is a, a record of things that happened, a record of things that God said and did, and that God said, hey, you guys write this down. It's important for people. Um, try this. Okay, I'm giving you a simple, hands-on experiment. I, just, you pick the amount that you read, but just say, God, 
God interacts with me while I read this. This can be a very, very effective thing. And I don't care if you've been in church for like one day, like today is day one, or you've been in church for 83 years. This is important. And this will work for you. Um, it's something that, is, that it won't ever stop working. And here's what it's like. It's like asking the author of your favorite book, and this only works for those of you who like to read. I mean, if you don't like to read, um, this would be like talking to the writer of your favorite movie. So that one would work for me better. It'd be like sitting down with that author and having them go through the book with you. And you read it, and I like this part, and they'd be like, yeah, and that's, this is what I was thinking when I wrote that part, and this is what was happening. You'd be like, oh, man, that's amazing. And, or, the, or the movie, I mean, same thing. Um, that's what it would be like, but even better. God, will you interact with me while I read this little scripture, while I read this chapter, while I read this book, whatever it might be that you're reading? It'll become more than a collection of historical documents. It'll become something that's alive, that like jumps out at you. You've experienced this with maybe a book that you've read, wow, I never thought of that. Or a movie you've watched, man, oh, that just came alive to me. God's uh, God wants to do that with you all the time, and he's smarter than whoever wrote the other book that you like, and he's smarter uh, and loves you more than whoever wrote the movie um, that you love. Um, you know, they're just making money off of you. God doesn't make you a dime off of you. He just wants to be there with you. Here, here's another part of Hebrews. We're gonna go back a few chapters, and this is talking about the things that God said and the things that have been written you know, in the Bible about God, it's kind of kind of all inclusive. For the word of God is alive and powerful. It's sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword. Cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow, it exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. If you will take the time to say, God, will you please interact with me while I read some of this? This will happen for you. It, it, it'll become uh, alive. And, and it, you, your, your innermost hearts and desires, it's gonna help you see your life right now. Listen very carefully to this part. A lot of people have, um, not on purpose, not, not through no fault of their own really, but be, got to the place where they believe the Bible is like a, a, an archaic religion and tells you about things from people from long ago, and, and what it really, what the Bible really is, is it tells you, do this and don't do that, uh, and if you sin, you go to hell, okay? Now, in the Bible, there are things that, it sh- that you should and should not do. It does talk about heaven and hell, and um, it, it does, you know, tell you about things that happened a long time ago. So those are kind of true, but the spirit behind that's not true, um, the Bible really, if you ask God to interact with you while reading that, while, while going through it, it really will help you with your life today, what you're experiencing today, the, the hardships you're having right here that like, you woke up this morning and the thing you were fighting about with your spouse, it, it, God can help you with that because he wants to be around you, because he has the answer, because he made you, he loves you, he cares about you. And yes, he wants you to know about heaven and hell and eternity, and yet those things are massively important. And you, you, you begin to discover all of it. 
if you'll try, just try this one experiment. It helps me see the reality of where I am right now. Asking God to interact with me as I take a look at and I read the Bible. Help me find out where I really am, what my life is really like, and all the lies that I've told myself and other people have told me, it can wipe those away. Now, I want to kind of, I want to give you some benefits. I've kind of told you one, actually, but let me give you a couple more benefits of interacting with God through the Bible. Number one, it helps me get an accurate, an accurate view of God. You and I should base our view of God on God himself, not on what we think or what we've been told by somebody else 100%. Because they might be right, but then sometimes they might be wrong. We should base our view, on God, our view of God on God himself. You know, let some preconceived ideas go. And so God, will you, when you interact with me while I read the Bible, and don't expect that, well, I'm gonna read this verse, and I think I remember what it says, and God's gonna tell me this about this, that I should do that. Throw all of that away. God, interact with me while I read the Bible and just read it. And, and, then, and then say, okay. God, what do you want to say to me about that? And then, wow, respond to, to what, you know, what, whatever you, you, you hear God saying in your heart. What you, I promise it'll work for you. You'll, you'll hear it, like in here. And, and then you say, oh, wow. Yeah, I was a horrible person, but you mean you can fix me? Or, or you, you mean this is really true about God? You really are this way? You can discover for yourself, and you should discover for yourself who God is. Now, I thought about giving you a list. You know, God is like this and like this and like this, and this is who he is and like this and like this and like this, and I could do that, but yeah, actually, that would be like my experience with God, which you may be valid to some point, but I would rather you make a list of your own. Try this. Try this. That, that was the first one. Um, it'll help me get an accurate view of God. I'll find out who he really really is. The second benefit is I'll be able to relate to God better. This is very simple. Knowing somebody helps you, knowing somebody's story helps you relate to them more easily, helps you connect with them. There's plenty of people you see all the day, all day, every day. You go, you pass them at the store, you pass them here and there, and you don't know their story, and they just might irritate you or, or whatever, but you go on about your business. You don't, you don't really connect with them. But if you know their story, there's a good chance you're going to stop and talk to them. And, you know, unless you don't like them, you might not. But to know somebody's story will help you relate to them. To know God's story will help you connect. Well, I don't go to church. I'm not really a big Bible person because I just don't really relate to that. It, you know, it doesn't really have anything to do with my life. It's never been a part of my grandma didn't go to church and my daddy didn't go and they were good people and I don't really, you know, okay. Okay, but you're missing out, and we really don't want you to miss out on eternity, but if you take a little bit of time and just try what I'm saying for you to try, you'll begin to hear more, you'll get to know more of God's story, and I promise, I promise, I promise you'll be able to relate to him. You, you could even get to the place where we're here at, at Ignite on a Sunday morning or, or whatever service, and we're talking, and you're like, hey, I read that already, and God said that to me, and and Hey, wow, I heard the same thing you're telling me right now. That's amazing. It's amazing. Ed and I really aren't all that smart. 
It's just, you know, God says stuff, and all we're doing is trying to keep up with what he's wanting to do. It'll help you relate. Knowing somebody's story helps you connect. Now, uh, we want to give you, sum this all up, okay, and give you just a few tips. Here's three of them. Write down any more that you've already thought of, but here's the three. Number one, remind yourself that God wants to interact with you, no matter what your flaws are. God wants to interact with you. Every person, not just the person sitting next to you, not just the person that you know who reads and prays a lot. Okay, he wants to interact with them, but he wants to interact with you also. He wants to speak to your heart. He wants to direct your life. He wants to help you. Here's another tip, number two. Ask God to interact with you as you read the Bible and respond. I've kind of said that one for a little bit. This is for the new churchgoer and for the long timer. Ask God to interact with you while you read something in the Bible and respond to it. Whatever, whatever that communication is between you and God, what, oh, wow, I didn't realize that. Well, then put it into action. Doesn't help you if you just know it. You know I, know, I know the speed limit on Highway 60 going out of 70, but I'm gonna get a ticket every time I don't apply that, right? Well, not me, because I ride with the cops. I know them. I can speed anywhere I want. I'm, I'm kidding about that. I'm ki- now I'm gonna get pulled over. You watch. I'm really kidding about that. But you have to apply, apply, apply. Uh, respond to what God says in your heart conversationally, then follow through. I'm, and we have some suggestions on there. Some suggestions are for you to start with Psalms and the Gospel of John. Now, you know, if you've never read the Bible before, and you're like, I don't even know where to start. This is for you. Try this. About, about the middle of your Bible is the book of Psalms. And it's like a really, you know, like 104,000. No, it's like 150, 150, right? 150 chapters, I think. And you um, begin to read that. God, inter- start with verse chapter one. God, and a lot of them are short. That's what makes Psalms so awesome. There's some of them are real. Now, there's a few really long ones, but there's some that are really short. And um, the, the reason we say that is because there's a lot of direct conversations with God in Psalms. There's a lot of King David and these guys saying, God, hey, this is happening to me. And these people, I mean, some of them are like, these people want to kill me. I mean, there's like some real hard or some, God, I'm doing horrible. My heart is, please help me. You know, there's those types of things in Psalms. So that's a really good place to start. Uh, and then there's the, the book of John in the New Testament, which talks about the life of Jesus, who's the one that made it possible for you to actually interact with God closely and not, not with a huge gap. So it'd be really good to begin be able to relate to the story of Jesus. And then number three, make a list. Make a list of who you, who you discover God to be as you interact with him. I didn't know God was kind. I just thought he would like smash me when I messed up. I didn't realize that God did this for somebody else. Wow, God is really like that. I mean, and you know, even the stuff you might think, you know, just, just, I'm just, even the stuff, the stuff you like and don't like, make a list of who, a list of who you discover God to be as you interact with him. So, so those are the tips, and the whole, the whole message title today, I've already forgotten, is called Prayer, number two, Interacting with God. 